In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek, upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. The one. Damn, that thing <laughs> sprayed all over the damn place. <laughs> Made a count. <laughs> well, welcome to uh, Alaska Wall Project, episode 28. Um, today we're going to do Hot August Hunts, uh, part three. Um, thank you to everyone that listened to part one and part two of Jack and Mine Sheep Hunt. Um, if you haven't listened to that yet, I'd start with episode one on that so that you can get the full rundown on how all that went down. I won't talk more about it so that you can hear it and you don't kind of ruin the story there. Um, <clears throat> how you doing, B? Doing good. Doing good. It's just so, me and Brandon here today. Yeah. Jack, Jackie's out on the um, on his moose hunt. Um, I went on my moose hunt already, and we've just been going. You're about to leave on your moose hunt. Tomorrow. 
it's just been yeah. like crazy all the hunts and all the trips we've been going on and and we just luckily found the time to get together real quick and, and do this one so unfortunately jack's not with us um but he'll be in on the next one and we're going to get his his moose hunt story with his dad and and one of their other buddies here when they come back i'm excited for that yeah i am because you got a couple of the old camp codgers though geez from their group uh to really kind of break down their uh history and 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 their uh traditional yeah annual hunt yeah so i'm really excited to hear about that yeah i'm excited to hear about how that uh that trail was because if you listen to our sheep thing we we went on that trail to go to their moose mm-hmm. hunt and uh it, i mean it rained a lot more since we left and, mm-hmm. and i'm sure it's you know they're going in there fully loaded and um, I've been getting some reports from those guys and, you know, mm. there's some good things happening. I don't, I want to save it for, for that, of course. But, um, nice. <clears throat> it sounded like Jack's dad and maybe his buddy or two is his dad's buddy went in there first mm. and then, uh, Jack was waiting for their cousin to come into town, um, to go and, uh, join them. So. That's probably nice to go in there and everything's already kind of set oh, up. Yeah. And, well, and, yeah. And you guys already got yeah. things going when you yeah. went in yeah, yeah. we, we kind of did the half set up there and then they i'm sure they brought in more oh yeah more stuff to get oh, going over there they're going full glamp yeah you know, they glamp or they hunt well like most of us do this hunting but oh man it's such a whole different thing than than going on these other hunts yeah moose hunting is just like what do we not bring yeah <laughs> yeah i've got so much shit packed on my on my gear table in the garage yeah it's like I've got it down pretty good. I think I've got it um, cut down, but uh, I mean, I could definitely go without a lot of other things, but I I just don't care. Like, you'll <laughs> be out there it's for not how like, long? Yeah, it's not like, ba- and I'm actually, I'm only going to be out there for I think six nights, seven nights. So it's not oh, even just a quick one. Pretty quick, nine days total between logistics back and forth. Um, yeah, and. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess the really only difference with that would be like water and food. All the other gear still comes. Yeah. I mean, well, I think matter. the difference for me is a cot. Like oh. I normally don't bring a cot. Definitely don't bring a cot like on a sheep hunt. Yeah. Um, most caribou hunts, I don't normally bring the cot either. Just yeah. seems like on the moose hunt. I don't know for some reason. It's yeah. Cot, cot that hunt. cot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big thing too. And I don't have one of those little fancy ones like the go cot that you have and, and one of the other fellas had another nice one too and he's a big boy uh steven and uh you brought the full military like yeah just like cop. no he has like the little one with the circles you oh know, yeah with thermo the, rest maybe it's, yeah I, I think, think it is a thermo rest has the little circles on it and he'd assemble it and all that or a helix or something they're called they're was, like i actually think it was a, expensive too i think it was a thermo rest it's got like blue poles and like the yep. little plastic yep. like, disc yep. t- things yep. yeah that's yeah. exactly it and it mm-hmm. worked good and he's a big boy i mean he's got to be close to 300 yeah, I want to say that thing supports like 250, 300 pounds or something like that. I think he was a little jelly of mine, though, because, you know, the regular cod is a good two feet off the ground. Oh, you yeah. can sit there, you can sit in there, and he's just like down laying on it, like looking at me like, oh, I should have brought the big one. <laughs> the stupid thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Those, I think you're talking about like that military, it's like scissors open, and then it has the little lock latch. Yeah, the on one I have sides. is just nothing yeah. fancy. It's yeah. just like the one you get at Cabela's and just locks in. It's just huge and heavy. Yeah. But yeah. it's nice. Well, I think the the fact that you're sleeping in a bigger tent is really why you feel like it's okay to bring a heavy ass cot. Yeah. 
you know, and that cot you're talking about, it's like not that bad. I mean, it's no, there's way bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's monster oh, yeah. cots. I got like an Alps XL. That's like my first <laughs> one. And I'm like, I can't bring this thing in. Like, it's just too much. It's just for in the house. I mean, you get, you get put in the dog house or something. You just bust that out. You got a guest or something to stay in the night at your house and you need somewhere for him. Yeah. Uh, Bruce actually brings that in though. Uh, oh, Br- Eric's yeah. yeah. The old man of the, of the crew. But, uh, you know, he's got to get up like 15 times at night to go pee. So yeah. he likes to be able to just hop, skip and jump right out of that thing and, and get to it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're, you know, we make room for him in the end and then we put our little cots on the side and get him all nestled in there. But yeah, moose camp is pretty sweet as far as it's not just like the small Yeti bag with like some beer in it. It's the 65 packed to the plenty gills. of beer. You're not going to run out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, frozen meals, like ready to cook or gourmet meals. Um, yeah. you know, prepped and ready to go. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm doing uh uh sheep backstrap uh Philly cheesesteaks again on this yeah. hunt. So extra spicy like last time? Uh I I th- I'm probably gonna refrain just because Bruce is not really like huge on spice, but yeah. Um that's just an example of Man, where do we have those stuff. on our sheep hunt we went a few years ago? Um no, I brought them on a like a fishing trip. I think. Where do we have the spicy thing? And I was doing. I had like a little video. Oh, that was the uh, sheeparitos. Oh, the um, sheepadilla. Sheepadilla. <laughs> <laughs> that was before we were going. Um, it was God, the night before uh, our, our departure. Yeah. For Don't the, eat the sheepadilla before no, right man. before you're going to go oh, on yeah. our hike for seventy miles. Yeah. <laughs> With all no. the hot sauce. It's a little spicy on the back end there. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> well, I, I was pretty faded when I made that meal, man. So I think I was just like <laughs> dumping the cayenne in the hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> the shibadellas. <laughs> <laughs> and you really shouldn't get drunk before you go on a 10-mile hike the next day no. either. That's a hard sweat off that you just don't. Just save it for the end. Yeah, just for the end. Go in there just hurting the day yeah. one. Dehydrated. Yeah, that's never good. <clears throat> well, um, thank you to uh, the people that have been signing on on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Annie's thing's coming out. I got that edited. I just got to load it up there so people can uh, listen to it. Nice. Um, I was talking with Rena. I guess the new merch will be shipped out this week. Maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow it's going to get shipped out, so it'll probably be here by next week, I want to say. Yeah, seven to um, ten days probably. Yeah, in the next two weeks we're going to have the new merch. Um, I need, and so, uh, be checking the website for that. We'll put a little word out on the, um, on the Instagram and, and Facebook and all that stuff for the new merch for the new hoodies. And, and we got some beanies and stuff coming like that. That's going to be coming out. I think those are a little bit still delayed. Um, so we'll be looking out for that. And I think we're going to continue with the idea of giving the Patreon members a discount, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe first go at that. That'd be good. Um, so the best way to get on that is just go to our website, alaskawildproject.com and go down and scroll till you see the Patreon little link there and you can click on that and, uh, and help support. And if you haven't left us an Apple podcast review yet, please help us out with that. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead and do that. Um, it's, they're coming up slowly, yeah. but surely. Yep. Um, Chad's sheep hunting, uh, one did really good. Yeah. 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 It was kind of the, really the first, of this kind of phase of our, um, you know, we're doing the hot August, I guess, trilogy, right? Yeah. Cause we got number three coming. We're, we're recording tonight. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the initial and the Kennedy's caribou hunt, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was like, 
felt like the springboard of this like crazy yeah it's like, so hard it's so hard of what all this is like become <laughs> man and anyone that goes on on several hunts a year you know everything's crammed in in that same like month and a half yep and you're just juggling all that stuff and we're and we all go on separate trips so it's tough to manage you know making sure that we're being consistent with the um with the with the episodes and that's kind of why we yeah. did why we're doing the hot august parts one part two part three so that we can kind of have those ready to go and then we'll move mm-hmm. into the moose stuff and then from there we're going to come back with some heavy guests um i know yeah. we got a whole bunch of guests lined bunch. up for yeah. the winter um we're moving into the new studio um which is pretty much almost ready to go mm-hmm. um while you're gone i think jackie and i will get in there and, and make her make her all legit um mm-hmm. so people that are watching on the youtube channel they'll be able to see maybe the difference it's kind of the same but it's a bigger space which we needed yep um so we can have all of our stuff in there and we can have people come in and and watch um and if you feel like you want to come in and watch man shoot us an email or shoot us a message on instagram man it'd be cool to bring in some 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 of our audience in there to hang out on the couch and just be a part of the show yeah and see how it all goes down i mean i mean there's nothing fancy to look at no, really, other no, than your but, beard but yeah there you go <laughs> pretty getting pretty wild right now um no i mean that'd be great because i think just to be part of it and and you could actually feel more part of the, of the conversation the before and after because yeah. what's really cool about our our podcast and when we have guests especially is the time and the preparation and conversations before the podcast and after it's actually really really cool and it's a fun vibe yeah, it, the whole thing, and yeah. it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a man cave almost kind of situation. So yeah, yeah, we got the know, TV up and we're looking at cool videos, and you know we're drinking some beers and, and yeah, and and hanging out and some ciders and and it's just the whole vibe, you know, which is which is what we kind of want it to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd I'd like to get you know some more of the of the homies in here too that are really part of all this behind the scenes. Yeah. With the trips and the stories and the relationships and everything that we do. Yeah. With um, that bigger space, we'll definitely yeah, be able to have yeah. those people in there. Cause I mean, it's pretty tight. We're in a really, really small, like, you know, a bedroom pretty much not mm-hmm. a bedroom, but a small little office space yep. um, that we transformed into the studio. But the new studio is maybe four times as big as this. At least. Yeah. So we'll have definitely have room for someone that wants to come visit or if you're thinking about starting your own podcast or something like that and you want to come check it out man hit us up man we're open to having Absolutely. people come over and uh and check it out and hang out and have some beers with us and we'll have all the merch and stuff like that so it'll be a good excuse to come by and and pick up your stuff mm-hmm. um i do still plan on getting with kevin over there so we'll probably have some of our stuff over there whenever cool. we get it yep. so that people can uh you know if you're already in the store over there picking up some some supplies for your hunt yeah, you know, be able to pick up a hat or a hoodie. Yeah, or something. I'm excited about uh, maybe getting those new hats over there. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, he's got such a cool selection, little like hat kiosk almost kind of thing. Yeah, he's, he's got, got some really cool hats. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like it kind of fits in there. Them and like uh, Mountain View Sports always has some cool mm-hmm. hats. Mm-hmm. Hot tip yeah. there. Yeah, especially for us bald guys. Speaking of Mountain View Sports, I think we're we're lined up to go in, go do one over there. Mm. I know we talked to the dudes at uh, Dudes Day. Yeah, I, I guess they reached out again, and they want us to come back and, and go do one live over there, which would be really cool. Maybe Way we can cool. have some. Maybe we can pre-prep it and have people show up there mm-hmm. and, and kind of watch it and and, and do That'd a live podcast over there. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, those guys know a lot of people in the fishing community and outdoor community. Period. Yeah, that'd be fun to just get folks mingled in on that one. 
Yeah, that'd be a good time. And mm-hmm. same with uh, same with um, uh, Barney's. Yeah, do something over there mm-hmm. at Barney's. I really do something at Heather's too. At her the whole little deal. Yeah, that she's yeah. got her old factory over there, and, and and do something over there. Yeah, she's had a busy summer too, man. Yeah, I mean she's I mean what you know keeping up with her um, on Instagram and stuff, and uh, I mean they're just she's go 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 too. Yeah, go go go, dude. Till the end of September, right? And then it's like, oh man, okay, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like I was kind of bummed there. out. I was going to I was going to go with the buddy and help him get his caribou for that 562, but I heard it close today. Oh, really? Yeah, and we were planning on going like I normally like to go that that last weekend of September or right before it closes mm. on the 20th, so like the 17th to the mm-hmm. 20th and and I was going to help him out and on maybe I think it's his first hunt ever. Okay. So he's kind of looking for a little bit of not a guide, but you know, it's my friend. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Somebody knows the area, and someone knows the area and get knows him, what they're get doing. Get them going. Yeah, yeah, you know, which I love to do, man. It's so much yeah. fun to take somebody new that's never been out to some of these cool places that we hit up and and go experience that and learn and mm-hmm. you know, mostly just teach someone, you know, all the little things that I know. Not that I'm the best or a pro or anything like that, right. but. I know what I'm doing and we know what we're doing and it's fun to take, you know, even mm-hmm. like you take a kid, but even a, a grown man is fun to take as well. Well, exactly. And I think, uh, there's a better odd that it's going to stick if there's a good experience yeah. for that person. Right. Like if he goes out there and it's like shit show and he's like, man, I don't even want to go hunting again. Yeah. And you go out there and have fun. Cause it was like organized to some degree and there was, you know, better chances for success because of, you know, you kind of know the conditions and what to do in these situations and, pass that along to somebody they can you know even if they don't harvest it'll be like a good positive fun experience and make them want to come do it again yeah and if you do harvest i mean it's daunting to to mm. to see that animal down on the ground yeah and be like okay well what do we do now yeah you know sure sure and the process after that keeping it clean keeping it cool and then getting it home and i mean how many times i think we mentioned this before how many times you handle that meat yeah before it's in the freezer and a then, lot. I mean, almost to the point where you're sick of it sometimes. Yeah. When like, it's a lot oh, of me, you know, yeah, when it's like, just, oh, I got to do this yeah, like in the field. Times. And then you bring it back to the truck and then you bring it all the way home and then you got to hang it up at home and then you got to do the cleanup at home up, and, and carve it up and then take what you're going to take to get tubs, processed and yep. tubs. And then once you get that back and then you got to vacuum seal it and then you got to label it. And oh my goodness, Find it's freezer space for it next to the salmon. And it's like, I mean, you touch it like 20 times. Yeah. You know, the point where you're like, oh, my God, I just want to eat it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long is this going to take? <laughs> yeah, I always, like, remember my wife's face when she walks into the garage and I'm sitting there with all this meat hanging in there. And she's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to go through the front door. <laughs> you know what my wife always says? She says, it smells like a bloody nose. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I, I mean, that is like, it's like, uh, <clears throat> like blood. Yeah, it has that like right. like that um, irony. There like, it is, irony. That irony taste, and yeah. it just like consumes that whole garage. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. She's like, it smells like a bloody nose. I'm like, oh man, you know, it's bloody game bags, and then there's blood dripping on the floor, and it's just, and it's like I don't want to say musty. <clears throat> it just feels like I don't know. I crack my garage door and I let air flow and I keep the game bags on there for at least the first night. Um, make sure flies and stuff don't get in there and then, you know, cool it down and then pull them off and then let them sit up for the day. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just has, and it kind of lingers in there for like a week too. 
yeah. after it's all said and done. Oh yeah, it's still in there. The yeah. smell's still in there. Yeah, yeah. You just smell it everywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of a. You do the cool ladder thing. Effect. You should tell people what you do with that. I I ended oh, up. Yeah. I have a nice beam in my garage, and I put a bunch of those really heavy duty hooks. Oh, is that there. what you do? So I have hooks in there while I'll hang stuff up. And so they're screwed up into the beam, and then you can tie up. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I do. But okay. I, I was, you know, obviously we've done a lot of hunts, and and Brandon puts two ladders up, right? Yeah. Walk yeah. me through that. So two six foot standard Werner ladders, um, and then I have a um, oh, I'm terrible with like dimensions on lumber. It's What's, like a post. It's like this right here. Maybe yeah, it'd, like be like a two a, by it'd be two. like a fence post, like block, you know, six foot long or yeah. eight foot, eight foot long. What's standard? Eight foot or six yeah. foot? Um, beam. So like a, a four, by four, four by four, I think yeah. is what it would be. Yep. Um, very thick and stout. So you can like, you know, it can bow a little bit with when it's hanging meat. Uh, meat. But so I'll put the beam on either end on top of the ladder. I use a ratchet strap on either end. So I'll wrap the strap around the top of the beam and kind of finagle it around the top of the ladder. So it's not going to slide off. Right. And then I, I, you know, take the bottom hook of the ratchet strap connected to one of the steps and I kind of like ratchet it tight. So it's now cinching the post down on the top of the ladder. So now you got a cross beam spread about, I guess. So it takes up about six, seven inches of the top of the, you know, the ladder, the beam, so you lose. You put it on the top top or you put it on the first top, step? Very oh. top. Yeah, okay. because a big quarter, you, you know, you want it to be off the ground or gotcha. definitely clear of the ground. Gotcha. And with the six-foot ladder and then you put the beam up, it's really hanging down about five and a half foot. Yeah. You know, you get a big, long moose quarter. It could be four foot long, you know, so you want it to be uh, tall enough. So that ladder works really good. And my garage isn't very tall, so it works good for that. Um so I ratchet those down and now it's all kind of like one piece, like the beams almost holding the ladders together. Mm -hmm. And then, um, one really cool hot tip uh, on this and, and, and my hunting buddies love it is, uh, I just have an abundance of ratchet straps mm -hmm. and just straps in general. I have a bucket in my garage and I, instead of like twine or rope, I actually take a ratchet strap. I take the ratchet side off. So now it's just the hook. And with the loose strap, got it. I wrap it around the the knuckle of the of the quarter shoulder, mm -hmm. whatever it is. In sometimes cases like a, a rib bag where I've just got the bag spun around, where I have a knot on top, mm -hmm. and I basically make a noose. So I, I, I slip the strap through the hole of the hook. Got it. So it's a noose. So when you wrap it around and tighten it, it's just tightening it against itself. Mm. So instead of having to use a bunch of twine and cutting and throwing it away. You can basically just use some no. old straps in your garage, yeah. cinch that thing, throw it up top, wrap it around, cinch it, and then boom, you just boop, 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 hang up all your quarters. Yeah. So you need like eight, nine straps between, you know, four quarters, bag of the neck, the back straps, and then you got your ribs. Yeah. Usually keep the, and our moose will keep the ribs separate. So in that ladder spread with that four by four is just barely enough between like hanging some up and tying up underneath the ladder. And then spread them all across that beam just enough so the meat's kind of swinging around and then not touching itself. Yeah. By just a few, sometimes even just a half inch. At least it's got air circulating. Yeah. So quick, easy, compact, doesn't take up a bunch of space in your garage. And you can hang an entire moose on that setup. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the, oh. and the, and the strap thing is, is the best part, I think. Yeah. So you take the, so on all the straps, they have that little loop or that little opening before the hook part. Yep. 
and then you you just pretty much wrap it around and put it the other end of it through that little loop so it cinches on itself. That's right. That's oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you just loosen it like it would make a noose and then yeah. and then you know the weight of the the quarter and they're heavy is pulling down. So it's just all it's doing is making that cinch tighter against itself yeah. so it never falls off. It never yeah. slips off. And then if you do your game bags right and you're able to tie knots on the top and you can't get it around like a leg or like I said, a rib or something or a ba- random bag of meat, mm-hmm. you have that knot, you know, yeah, that you've tied. So now you just wrap around that and it just hangs it. So, yeah. and we've, and we've transitioned to using those synthetic bags. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't matter which one you go with caribou or golly. Um, what was the first one? That was the first one. I haven't seen it around. Tag? Now. Tag. Yeah, the mm, tag, tag bags. Tag bags. Yeah, those yeah. are good bags. I, I can't find them anymore. I, Not local. You probably order them, but. Yeah, no. I had a buddy who was, who was taking the meat, and he had the bags, and he threw them away. I was like, what? I was like, you're supposed to save that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually lent up the one set I had to my brother for his moose, and he's like, forgot about them, and they got nasty, and he tossed them out. Oh, I'll get another set. Like they're just abundant, and then they yeah. stop making them the next year, or stop yeah. producing them, or whatever. And yeah, and those bags—they they tell you how to clean them. You pretty much can put it in a bucket with some water and some vinegar, spray mm-hmm. them off. Little Maybe bleach. a little bit of bleach, and let a it soak splash. in that bucket, you know, for however long. And then you pull that out and spray it off, and hang it dry, and that thing's like brand new. Yep, yep, yeah. I even do one more run. I run them through the wash afterwards. Um, yeah, with just like a free and clear detergent, just a little bit. Yeah. And then I'll I'll wash them and then I'll wash them again with no detergent so it's like a double Clean rinse. Clean it out. Cuz you don't want any sort of chemical residual like smell odor or anything in that fabric in my opinion yeah. putting meat in there I think it needs to be like as clean and rinsed and flushed as I possible. Never, I never did the after wash. Yeah. After I'm, you do that I'll kind of rinse it off and then hang it and then mm-hmm. it seems like it doesn't really smell. I mean you have a slight vinegar smell in there. Yeah. Um but that's a good idea, maybe to wash. Yeah, just I, don't know, one, I don't know if the wifey would be well cool. <laughs> you, yeah. just, you know, sneak it in when she's at work and run home for lunch and wash a, wash them real quick and get them hung in the garage before she gets home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure there ain't no chunks left in there. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> nah, they're not listening. No, <laughs> not always. Um, well, speaking yeah. about the meats, man, I guess I'll jump into my story real quick first yeah, on, go the, for on it. the caribou hunt. Yeah. Um, so I, I had drew that four eighty five. Um, the DC 485 and everyone that knows this year that was trying to go hunting, um, there was a really small window on these hunts. Um, you know, that youth hunt was obviously always a small window. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally the, you know, we talked about this in the past, the, the quotas and stuff were really, really low this year by ADF and G. Um, be really nice to actually get one of those guys in here so we can kind of get some explanation on, on, mm-hmm. on why. Mm-hmm. on why that happened and if maybe it's going to continue to happen maybe we're gonna to have to move into a different hunt you know maybe move to that 40 mile herd or something like that um because that seems to still those numbers the quota still seem the same out there uh so anyway after uh we went on that sheep hunt you know jack and i you know that 45 opened up on the it opened up on the 20th 20th yep it opened up on the mm-hmm. 20th and they were only going to allow 200, I want to say, or 225 to get. I think 225. 225 yeah. to get mm-hmm. taken out of the 2,500. Um, and so I was like, man, it's it's either go this weekend or don't, or miss out on a caribou. Yep. You know? And so when we got back from the sheep hunt, you know, I had about four or five days before the weekend. And, and the weekend just luckily started on Friday. The 20th was Friday. Yep. So I, uh, 
I ended up, um, I think I took the day off of work and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to head out. And then, uh, Chad, Chad, uh, from the sheep hunt, I, I want to say his wife drew that same tag. She had the 485 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, man, well, what do you want to do? So I was like, well, let's, let's, let's go this weekend because if we don't, if we don't go, we might miss the opportunity to, to get the caribou. And so we made a plan and, and, and since you only had the weekend, I didn't want to do the whole, you know, Denali highway thing, go way back in there. That's just such a long way to go for like a weekend. Short I mean, time. I've done it. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. And, it, but it's just like, you're so dead after that. And, and then they were saying that the numbers were that they were in Eureka, mm-hmm. you know, that they were, that people were being successful. And I started calling people up that I knew that went and, and saying, Hey, where'd you go? Did you get one? And they're like, Oh yeah, we saw here. I mean, there was nowhere where people were like, Oh, they're big numbers you know they're yeah they're all over the place over it here scattered so anywhere that you that you would go it was kind of kind of a risk you know kind of a chance so but i was like man i can get to eureka in two hours mm-hmm. you know I'll be ready to go I'll be ready to rock and then you know if i run into something i'm not going to be picky you know there was still cow or bull was open um so i was like man i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take the first animal that i can that i see you know uh, so it, I got all my stuff ready that Thursday night and, you know, I, I loaded up the, the ATV and, and I didn't even bring the meat wagon. I was like, man, I'm just going to go light and tight, um, bring what I'm going to eat real quick in my little bag and, and bring a little bit of extra gas. Cause you know, you get into Eureka, man, you, you, you can go far back there, you mm-hmm. know, especially if you're looking for caribou. And so, uh, I decided I was going to go that Friday night and Chad was supposed to meet me there after work with his wife. Um, he ended up calling me. We ended up talking that morning on Friday morning, the twentieth, and he told me that uh, he, that he was just going to come out on Saturday, Saturday morning. He was going to get up early. He was going to try to be in the parking lot by eight o'clock. Mm. And I'm like, man, I already got the day off. I'm just going to bust out there solo. And and I, I'm very I'm very familiar with Eureka. I've been out there a lot. Um, it's really not that bad of a trail at all i mean i think the only really difficult part is that first beginning beaver pond and that first climb yeah i mean any trail is dangerous of course um but i felt pretty confident that i could do that by myself i have been out there by myself before and so i had decided i was like you know what i'm just gonna run out there and i'll go camp and we decided that we that he would be at the parking lot at 8 30 and that we we're gonna meet at the bottom of the monument um as soon as he got there um, and you know, the phone works out there when you get to that parking lot. Yeah. So time me from 360. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> so, and plus we had the in reach and I knew his in reach contact and I was like, well, just let me know whenever you get there and, and I'm just going to run out there and see, see what I happen. I don't want to waste the day. So I ended up driving out there, man. I had a, such a nice drive. Sometimes when you're by yourself, man, and you're just cruising, man, it was such a beautiful day. I was like, oh, man, this is so nice. I'm just going to cruise out there slowly. Feeling no big good. deal. No problem. I went as soon as I got like when you come out, you know, past Sheep Mountain and, and you get to that area where it kind of opens up, uh, you just see the darkest, gloomiest cloud ever. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, I'm going to pull up to a rainstorm here. And sure enough, man, as soon as I get to that lodge, it just starts pouring rain, pouring, pouring, pouring. I'm like, oh, man. So I look at my rear view rear. I was like, man, I should have just stayed back there and wait for it to pass. I was like, ah, I'm just going to pull in the parking lot. So yeah. I pull in the parking lot. And of course, there's a ton of trucks there. You know, there are always a ton of trucks there. People are going to be in there four wheeling and hunting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just sit in the, fo- I just sit in the truck, man. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to wait till there's like a lull. 
you know, I'm watching other, I'm watching other people come out and they got caribou and I seen, I think I want to say I saw like six other groups come out and they had caribou and I was like, Oh, this is a good sign. Yeah. I said, this is good. This is good. So I'm getting amped up, you know, and I'm just waiting for a lull in the, in the storm. And then the lull happens and I'm like, all right, now's the time I'll jump yeah. out, go jump out, get all my stuff on, unload the four wheeler from the trailer, you know, put every, I, I was pretty much already ready to go from home. Everything was already in my little box and all that stuff. And so I just jump out and I was a little worried in the beginning because that, that beaver pond in the beginning, sometimes is pretty deep, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And sometimes like, oh, I don't know which way to go. I'm by myself. I don't have anyone to winch to. And anyone that's been out there, there's no trees. So oh, there, yeah. there's nothing to winch to. You can't like, you know, maybe a, maybe a, a brush or something like that or yeah. a big rock or something, but pretty much you don't want to get stuck if you're by yourself. So I just kind of waited until I saw this other group. So I was like pretty much ready. And then I saw this other group getting ready to go. I was like, oh, I'm going to go right behind them. There you so, go. So I was like, all right, perfect. Yeah. So then boys yeah. started going and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go right behind them, but not close enough so I can watch and see where they go and yeah. not feel like I'm on their tail or whatever. And, and I just watched them and, you know, I, just, I had nothing to worry about. It was, it wasn't bad. It's just a sense of uh, like comfort to know that there's just somebody else that you could kind of like holler at, like, God forbid you got into a snag. Yeah. You know, peace of mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Even though you know you were good. Yeah. Right. So I followed them all the way until we passed that beaver pond and that first initial climb that you go up into that, into the, kind of uh, put you up on that bench, put right? you up on that bench right yep. there. And then they were like, just kind of, they, that's normally a place where people stop and be like, all right, let's check all the straps and all this stuff. And I, I just flew by those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm out. I know, I know from there up until you get to that four corner spot, mm, mm-hmm. you can pretty much fly. Yeah. There's you know like what I'm saying? Deep mud holes or anything. No, like there that. was nothing. There was nothing. So I just, I'm like, man, I'm flying and it's, it's raining again. And I'm like, oh, it's all good. I got all my stuff on. I was like, so I already knew I was going to go to camp 360. Oh. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm feeling nostalgic. I hadn't been out to Eureka in like four or five years. At least, yeah. But I was like, man, I want to go out there and, and just have a night by myself and i did bring firewood that's one thing i did yeah. bring because there's no wood out there oh. and i know when you're by yourself that's one of the things if you can have a little fire it just is like a and it just helps the soul and like oh, eases yeah. a little bit of the fear maybe that you have or, yeah. or the anxiousness you know to have a fire yep and so i had zero problems i cruised all the way to camp 360 which is not on the way to monument it's a different way i'm, I'm not going to reveal where it is but you know, if you've been out there, there's only two or three ways you can go. Right, right. So I ended up going the way About that a I, twenty mile ride in, right? Maybe uh, something like that. Yeah, I think it's a little less than that. Okay, a little less than that. Okay. Um, but I made it fairly quickly. Like I said, I was mobbing. Mm-hmm. It was the trail wasn't bad at all. No um, trailer. You're good. No, no trailer. You know, I'm cruising, and I got up to Camp 360, and, and I'm like, man, I hope no one's up there. You know, and there's nobody there. There's no one around. There's no one even went the way not I went. Down, not even down below? Not even like down, below. down there below. After too. I passed those guys, I saw no one. On a Friday. On a Friday night. the opener. Yeah. So I'm assuming everyone was still coming in or they're waiting we're, for the we're, rain we're to stop. Already. Or already in there yeah. or whatever. So I get all the way to Camp 360 and I'm like, oh man. And as soon as I got up there, dude, the, the clouds broke and it turned blue. Like for the last little bit, it's already late. You know what I'm saying? It's already maybe going to be dark, but I had the last little hour. I watched the sunset come down, man. I set up my tent. Um, I'm glassing. I set up the fire. I'm like, oh man, this is great. Called called your boy. I started calling people, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I got a call from you. I was in Healy at 49th. Uh, We just finally got into Healy that night and settled in. 
And I get a FaceTime. I'm like, oh, what's up, dude? And you're in 360. I'm like, I know where that is. Yeah. And it was beautiful. I could see because the, the sun was setting. Yep. And it was all blue. And you were like, I'm about to get the fire going and fire up a mountain house. And yep. I was like, damn, man. It sounds like you're on like a perfect night. I did. I did. You know, I like had some was, beers. I yeah. turned the four-wheeler off. I cracked some beers right there. And some I, and self-reflection I, time. Oh, man, man it's, dude. It's good when you get a little bit of solo time. Like after a day or so, you want somebody around to yeah. talk to. But you need that, like listen to the tunes, the ride, the fire. Think about your thoughts, your family, your stuff. You know, clear your head. Yeah, you know it's it's a good it's a it's a good mental health little. Uh, I think it thing, is. I think know? it's good like for it's, you. Yeah, it yeah. is. A little therapy. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I ended up so I ended up setting up all my stuff and then I set the fire up and then it started getting a little windy and then the moon came out, dude. The moon, mm-hmm. as sometimes it is out there, was huge and and close and orange like how it gets sometimes. And I was just like, oh man, this is so amazing. You know, I didn't hear anybody else. I didn't see anybody else. I was like, man, this is awesome. And so I, I set everything up. I have the mountain house and, you know, I have my beers. And then I was like, man, I'm actually going to get to bed kind of early so I can be up early um, so I can, you know, make sure I was going to meet Chad. I figured he'd be at, at the bottom of Monument, like at 9-ish, you know, 9.30 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he's a pretty prompt guy. I was like, he, he says he's going to be at the parking lot at eight i was like he'll probably be at monument about you know 8 45 especially if he knows you're out there alone like he's gonna make sure he's gonna be there yeah 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 so um i wake up in the morning i wake up like at seven and uh i get out the tent it's a beautiful day dude like sunny not a cloud in the sky dude it's so nice i'm like oh man i fire up the coffee you know did you see some caribou running around i did i did so so i start glassing to this hill on on the side over there on the left and I see, I see like three caribou and I'm like, oh man, I was like, this hunt might be over before Chad even gets here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like looking at these caribou. I was like, all right, well, they're not going anywhere. They're just kind of meandering right there. You know, I was like, all right, there's a, I think there was four over there and they're on the, you know, where I could easily get to them. You know, if I, once I ride down and ride up that mountain or get off the, off that machine and, and hike up there a little bit, I would have been able to get them easily. So I'm in no hurry. I'm just like, all right, well, let me just clean up the camp real quick, put my stuff away, load everything back up, yeah, no stretch it, stretch everything up, you know, ratchet strap everything. Um, I'm not a breakfast guy, so I didn't even eat. I'm good with coffee. Um, didn't my morning duty, you know, and yeah. and I was like, oh, and then I heard some four wheelers. I'm like, oh man. I was like, I wonder if those dudes see those. And they and they rode up, and sure enough, man, they ride right up that that side where those caribou were, but they didn't see the caribou. But they spooked them off. They spooked them off. So I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. So they were just I'm, riding down from the bottom and never saw them. They never there. saw them. They were oh, riding okay. down in there, and then they were, they're they going to go up and hunt up there. So I'm watching these guys, and they're in the side-by-side, and it was two side-by-sides, and I could hear them being all loud. And they ride up all the way to the top up there, and, and I'm glassing at them, and they're, like, glassing at me, you know, and I'm like, oh, these guys didn't even know there was some caribou, like, right below them. Mm. So I'm getting all my stuff ready, and then – I'm about to like jump on the four wheeler and, and go all the way down and go down down to the the valley down there that crosses over into uh, where the Nelchina is mm-hmm. and to go to meet at the bottom of Monument. And then I hear a gunshot. I'm like, boom! I was like, oh, those guys got one because I seen them cruising around and they kind of went over the backside of that. So there must have been some more that mm-hmm. were back in there. And I hear them hooting and hollering and yelling. And uh, I was like, yeah. oh, this is gonna be a good day. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if there was some right there, I was like, there's going to be more back here, you know? For sure. 
So I, I load up my stuff and I cruise down and I'm taking it easy, you know, as you go through these mud holes and these little twists and stuff. And I was a little bit concerned about crossing the Nelchina mm. um, down there because I was like, ah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's deep, you know, you yeah. never know. Yeah. And so, uh, but With no. all that rain too. I mean, yeah, all that rain too. Right up. So I get down there and, and, and uh, there's there's I, there's these two guys that were down in that valley and I kind of followed them a little bit. They're going the same way I went. Ended up crossing the, the Nelchina, no problem. And I'm waiting at the bottom of Monument. I'm just chilling there, man. I'm just kicking it, you know, waiting for Chad. I I called him before I left. He's like, yep, yeah, we just pulled in. I'll be over there, whatever. Perfect. I was like, perfect. So I think I was like waiting there for like 20 minutes. Until, and I'd seen maybe three groups come by, you know, and they, and they just drive by me and I'm watching them cross. And then he comes down and he's fully loaded, dude. This dude was fully loaded on his razor because right. he's bringing the wife sure and he just has everything dude i'm like where's this guy gonna put a caribou man this guy has <laughs> this is like three coolers and all these bags and stuff on the top and stuff on the side i'm like yeah. oh man this guy is ready to go he's so, got the uh, four seater he can pack a lot of crap just yeah behind, in the back there yeah it was yeah. packed up like to the top of the head dude it was like <laughs> it was jammed loaded I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. He's like, all right. He's like, well, I got some buddies that are up here by the the, the little Tyone or whatever, mm. and, and they're out there moose hunting, I guess. I guess they had one of the community harvest Oh, that's right. Yeah, tags. yeah, yeah. So that's why there was a bunch of people out there, too, that were doing that community harvest tag. Mm. Um, so they're looking for And they still got to follow the, the general harvest tags, you know, mm -hmm. so it still had to be, I think, a four-brow tie or, or a spike fork or 50 inches and all yeah. that. and. Yeah, it wasn't like an any bull tag or nothing like no, that. No, yeah. no. So I end up following Chad um, all the way to that little town, which isn't that far, um, to get back there. And then uh, he's, uh, we find, he's like, oh, this is where these guys normally camp. And you recognize one of their tents or something like that. One of the dudes had this badass, like a new Arctic oven, like the mm. big, big one. That thing is cool. Yeah. It's a beast. I think That's it's huge. a lot of tent. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, poles and a lot of weight. A lot of pulls, a lot of weight, dude. <laughs> that bag, dude. When you when that dude cleaned that thing up, man, it was like, oh yeah, like a barrel times two, like two barrels on top of each other. It's like how big that thing is. It's huge, yeah. man. It's I'm just probably monstrous. 80, 90 pounds. Oh yeah, at least. Oh, that thing's huge. It ain't no stone glacier tent. I tell you yeah. that. But it's, it's really good. Time camping. Yeah. But he was there with his wife and his two daughters, so I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Okay. I didn't, you know, it was all good. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was uh, three other guys there, and when we got there, there was nobody. There was nobody at the camp, and we're like, "All right, well, let's just set up. Let's just set up our uh, our tent." And he's like, "Once he had all the stuff out of his out of his razor, he's like, you just jump in with me.'" I was like, "All right, cool. Like, I'll roll with you. You know, yeah. I'll sit in the back and kick it. You know what I'm saying?" Yep. So I sat in the back, and we ended up going way deep back in the Yakko Valley, back in there, and, and we're cruising all over the place, man, looking for caribou, and we're not seeing anything. We're not seeing much. Of course, you're seeing other hunters. And we ended up seeing like one or one or two, but they were like in a place you can really get to them or they're like far away. There was nothing that was even remotely like we can get these, you mm -hmm. know. And so we pretty much spend the whole day cruising all around back in there as you can just go and go and go and go. We end up finding where his buddies are and roll up to those guys and um, they're looking at some moose trying to decide if it's, you know, legal or whatnot and. And then uh, we hadn't eaten anything, and his wife was hungry, and Jamie was hungry, and we're like, "All right, well, let's go back and let's go back back to the camp and eat, and we can still glass from there and see yeah. if we see something, you know." And it's already—I want to say—it's like four or five o'clock. Um, 
So we get back to the to the camp or whatever, and we're unloading all you know the stuff, and we're, I fire up some coffee. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna have some coffee before we eat, and then uh, we're just kind of unloading the stuff there, just kind of sitting there. I think she made a sandwich for us, which was really nice of her. And um, so we, I was I ate my sandwich, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna have some coffee, and then this old man rolls by, like coming out of the way we came, just solo old man dude in like this like red Honda totally by himself I was like he's like just give you the nod you know as he goes by our camp and he rolls by and then like five minutes later he comes back he's like hey you guys hunting caribou I was like yeah he's like any sex I was like yeah I said I have the 485 he's like there's two over here come on I'll show you I was like, all right on, man. I look at Chad and, and he looks at, he's like, just jump in the razor. Come on. So we just jump in the razor real quick. Like, drop you know? what you're doing. Drop, drop the coffee. I was just about to take my first sip. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. dude. No, it was already like oh. ready. I hadn't put the creamer in there yet, but it was like ready to go. I was like, all right, well, I'll just set it down. I was like, oh, well, if we get one, I mean, so now's a chance because we spent all day looking for yeah. one. And so we get over the, to where that, what is and where, where they're at. And they're literally like right behind where we're at camp, dude, like 200 yards. Oh, wow. And so there's only one. We thought there was two, but there only happened to be one. So I ended up making the stock on that one. Um, a terrible shot, dude. Oh, my God. It, I think I told you this, but it was – I was, like, coming down this hill, and it's, like, in this, like, little, like, marshy area down there. And that's, like, man, I didn't have my backpack. I didn't have anything to, oh, like, no put rest. it on. I had no rest because mm. it was just, like, quick, like, jump in there. And there's only brush around, so I couldn't, like, lay down. Because the brush would be too high, and I'm, like, going downhill, so I'm having to shoot down at an angle. And so I ended up, like, sitting backwards, like, sitting on my butt and putting my my elbow up on my knee, you mm. know what I'm saying, in that kind of position right there, which I hate that position. And downward. And downward. So I'm, like, doing a weird thing, and this thing is, like, you know, moving. I'm, like, so I get a little closer, and I'm, like, oh, man, I'm just going to try to hit them from where I'm at right now. I didn't have a I didn't have a um, range finder, range finder anything, or yeah. nothing. I was like, man, I'm pretty sure this is close enough. It's got to be between two and three hundred. But I did not feel comfortable, man. I didn't I didn't feel comfortable. Could never get a steady, just nah. I couldn't get I couldn't shot. get a steady shot. Um, I end up I think I end up missing like two times. I end up missing mm. two times, but the thing didn't spook. It was just like oh, what was that? And it just stood there again. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna get closer. So I wait till it's put its puts its head down to like do some more munching, and I and I got a little closer, and the, and then I ended up hitting it, and it walked off, and it you know what I'm saying it went down, and it was down. Okay, yeah. Um, by this time, um, Chad and his wife are still up at the top, and I'm like, all right, well I'm gonna go down there. I ended up texting him on the in reach, and he's like, I think I can come down there with the razor. So he ends up. I think he went back and dropped off dropped off Jamie. And he comes down this thing, dude. I'm, <laughs> dude. That thing can just go places where oh, I'm yeah. just like, I'm glad because I would have had to just kind of hike that thing out of there because the four wheeler wasn't going down there. Right. And the, too vertical to try and get back out. Yes. Yeah. And he just went down that thing like nothing, man. And he helped me cut it up real quick and 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 put it in the bags and put it in the back of his side by side. And we went back to the camp. And by the time we got back to the camp, all his other buddies were there. Um, so we ended up spending the spending the night there and having a fire with these boys and, mm. and drinking some beers and and glassing the whole night and they kept spotting all these moose back in there. I mean, we saw dude so many moose, but like 
of course, none of them are, none of them were quite legal or you didn't know. And so we just watching them. It's fun to just watch the animals, you know? So we ended up staying, you know, up late, kind of late and then go to bed and we woke up. Everyone kind of woke up early because it was Sunday, but everyone was going to be leaving on Sunday. Those boys had already been out there for like a week or something like that. Oh, okay. And we, you know, we were just doing the weekender deal. So we end up kind of packing up the tent and packing up the camp and all that stuff. And, and, uh, on the way back this, there was this, uh, this dad who had brought his son back down there who was, you know, kind of young. His son was maybe like 12, you know, between 10 and 12. And I guess he had almost rolled coming down monument. And so he was pretty Mm. nervous going back up. Going, going, going to come back up. So one of the other guys was like, well, well I'll, I'll ride his machine up. And he just jumps in the side-by-side with one of the other guys, the, the boy, and we'll rally this thing up there for you and it'll be fine. And of course the dad has like this like trailer with a bunch of stuff on there. That's like half strapped on dude. Oh, and you know how that goes. Once you're going up that monument, they're just like, you, you don't stop. Like stop. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I mean, you just rip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something falls off. You just, you might have to go back down later for it. Or exactly. Something, exactly. So he goes and the guy, he's not really confident about pulling that trailer. And Chad's like, well, I'll just connect it to the razor. So one of the guys is riding his boy's four wheeler and towing this dude's trailer. So it's like, all right, well, we'll help this guy out. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. get it. He asked for help. Like, of course, you're going to help him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's a really nice guy, you know. Um, he just got a little in over his head there. Yeah, yeah. As he got, far as what he thought his comfort level and skill level of writing was. Yeah. And Monument's steep, and it's it, long. Yeah. It's a long, steep pull. It's yeah. just, for, like, takes for, it, I don't know, how long is that pull? Like, three, four minutes straight? Oh, it's got to be more than that. More than that? Ten yeah. minutes? I mean, it's been many years since I've done it. I just, yeah, it's quite I a just ways. know it's like if your machine doesn't have enough nuts to get up, yeah. you can get real weird at the top. And it sounded like that machine that that boy was driving was ready to die, like at any minute. Oh, you know wasn't what I'm running saying? good? It didn't sound like it was running up to top, top, mm, top mm. notch, you know, whatever. That ain't good. So anyway, the boy jumps in, and, and he drums up, and I think, dude, like four things fall off this guy's trailer. Dude, I'm like grabbing a sleeping bag. I grab this dry <laughs> bag. As, as I'm driving, I'm able to stop, you know what I'm saying, because I got some confidence. So I just put the brakes on real quick, grab the whatever he has, throw it on my lap, keep going. He drops this other thing because Chad just, like, rips up this thing, dude. That trailer is just, like, <laughs> bouncing, dude. It's like stuff flying off, dude, straps. He's like, I'm just going to get this thing up to the top, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, grab that. And then one of the other guys who was driving the kids four wheeler ends up, he's like, I'll get this one. And there was like four different things that flew off this trailer. <laughs> so, so we ended up going all the way to the top and, and re getting with everybody. And, and Chad ended up riding this dude's trailer all the way out. And the other oh, to, the, to the truck, all the way to the truck, dude. And, wow. and the other homie ended up riding the kids four wheeler all the way to the truck. We're just like, fuck it. Let's just, let's just roll. Yep. So we all rolled together, dude, like 15 of us. And just rolled out of there like a posse, just like all the way out. And, and it was like, thank you for your help. The guy was very, very nice. Try to give people money. Like, come on, man. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to help you out, dude. <clears throat> yeah, you're here with your kid. And, yeah, yeah, and it was a beautiful day, so there was no hurry, dude. We just putzed all the way out of there. You know, I ended up, you know, taking the meat out of there. And, and, and that was that, dude. I went home. I called the wife. I was like... That was exactly what I needed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just get that yeah. caribou. The last day, and sure enough, the hunt closed like the next day, mm. you know, Monday. That was it. It was done. Was so it. I was like, if I didn't go then, then I wouldn't have I wouldn't got one. Yeah. 
you know? You'd have been so, SOL. So I ended up doing the whole deal and, and you know, cleaning up of the meat and the garage yep. and all that stuff we talked about. And yep. the kids were excited. And, you know, of course, they always wanted to be like, well, where's the where's the, where's the the antlers? I was like, oh, no. It was, Not this time. It was a cow. We're just going to get the meat. And, da, 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 da. and where's the heart? You know, I was like, oh, well, it kind of got shot. You know, the, the, <laughs> I didn't bring the heart this time because my youngest wants to, like, hold the heart and like, yeah, play look with at it, it and stuff. And, yeah. And put it under his shirt. And <laughs> <laughs> you all goofy about it? Yeah. So it was perfect, man. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. It worked out. Everything worked Straight out. Straight weekend warrior move. What Weekend warrior move, dude. And yeah. I was like, man, that put a lot of pressure off me for um, for our moose hunt that we went on and, yeah. and and helping out other buddies with their caribou and stuff like that. And so, and I didn't get a caribou last year. So we've been like, we're down to the end Real of- lean on me. Yeah, we're yeah. down to the end of, of our stuff that we get. You know, we eat caribou two times a week at least, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and we've been, you know, eating buffalo or, or bison or whatever you get at Costco and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's not the same, dude. Yeah. The kids are like, this tastes funny, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, well. You well. game eat all the time. You get used to it. Yeah. You're going to get spoiled. Yeah, you do. It just yeah. doesn't have, like, when you go back to regular uh, beef or bison, it just doesn't have the flavor. Mm-mm. No, you just get used to it. Just like when you have, haven't had game in a while and you had it for the first time, it's like, yeah, you can... Kind of, it kind of hits your palate, but you know, yeah, you, you kind of readapt. Exactly. Well, that's good. I mean, you got that, and and that's was probably a good eater. Oh man, too, that man. little cow, dude. Oh man, I mean, those and are always the best eating in my yeah, opinion. Why did I, I, I want to say it was um, sixty-five pounds. Okay. Deboned. Yeah, yeah that's about you know? right. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, my neighbor got a monster bull last week. Um. On a proxy, uh, had to cut the skull plate in half and do that whole thing. Yeah. Um, 150 pounds off the bull, off that bull caribou. That's a beast. Yeah, I think I, sh- I sent you the picture. The, oh, the yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, here's yeah. a here's a Nalchina specimen. Yeah. And it was, oh, yeah, that yeah, was a Nalchina one. That was yeah. a Nalchina caribou. That was a big boy. Monster, dude. Yeah. It had some gnarly, gnarly long points and bezes and shovels and but yeah the big white mane the whole nine. Oh man i was like damn tough. 150 pounds off of a caribou that's good. that's a good haul that's real good. that is really really good i mean that is like we'll definitely put some must hit it with the, the ankle shot so you don't waste the meat <laughs> <laughs> just cripple it yeah no i mean he, he did really well on that he was pretty proud of that too. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, let's give a quick shout out to Serrano's Mexican Grill. Uh, since 2008, Serrano's anchored his own generation of old cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display traditional flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, serrano salsas, carne asada, marinades, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience tradition and sabor, sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights. And make sure to check out the new tequila bar. We got to get a night over there on that tequila bar, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. When you come back, when it, we're all done, get come October. To, yeah, yeah. We'll just straight take the Uber over there. and be fun. Yeah, get the wives just, out maybe and go over there for yeah, a night. Yeah, let the wives over there and then. Just get a driver home and be good to go, dude. I like it. 
And uh, we'll see that the locations on Tudor. Northern Lights has that really nice tequila bar. And I guess on Tudor, they're going to have the new bar in there, too. I don't know if it's ready yet. We'll have to check it out, see mm-hmm. if he's, he's got that build going. But anyway, check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Treehouse, a.k.a. your one-stop dispensary, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the Bud Turner about their deal of the day, because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. Their commitment to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at treehouseak.com. Again, you must be 21 years of age to enter the store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold damage, post-emergency cleaning, remodeling, and the aftermath, including burst pipes, overflowing toilets, downed trees, fires, pet accidents, and vandalism. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage at 344-1239 or hit them up at Tailored Restoration Alaska. Dot com. Uh, Trent's actually one of the guests we plan on having in October. Hopefully we can get him in there before. I think he said he's going to Hawaii um, for Lava lava Run, Lava Fest, Lava. This dude just goes everywhere, dude. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's like, I want to say he already been to Hawaii this year. I think he did in February. Yeah, he goes yeah, in February. Yeah. Hey, he must be doing a lot what, of what home island? services. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what island is that on? Do you even know? The lava, lava fest. I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't know. It don't matter, does it? No, it doesn't. It's, it's all, it's all beautiful, even if it's raining. Yeah, I actually just posted a picture of him the other day on our Instagram. Um, him and his daughter on that rainbow. He got that new boat. He's just been out there slaying. Oh, is that, that what he's dude. doing? Yeah, dude, yeah, he's always man. rocking an AWP hat. Dude, man. he, I think he sleeps in that thing. Dude, I'm like, man, he looks really good in it. Too. He he's makes like, it look good. Some folks just rock that Richardson flat bill like. Yeah. Just right. And yeah. uh, like the last four or five times I've seen pictures of him, he's rocking it. I'm like, man, hell yeah, Trent. Every single picture this know, guy wears, he's I'm wearing like, it. He's really hooking us up, man. Just yeah. loving it. We got to get him a beanie when they come in because wintertime's coming so we can get there some more go. cool pictures with him. There you go. <laughs> maybe what are, what are they wearing in Hawaii for hats? Uh, I mean, they wear they wear truckers, you know, trucker truckers? flat bills. Um, the local fishermen boys, they wear those. Um, Oh man, that was badass! Like, oh straw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, hats. Yeah, yeah, uh, my yeah. brother has one. Uh, he had a cool one that he had yeah, out there. I can't remember the name of it. I have a, another hat from the company. Yeah, S A. No, I want to say it's a H. Huck. No, no, not them. Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. Um, Pelagic. Oh, Pelagic. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pelagic. Pelagic. That's it. That's right. Yeah. They sell well, there's a few products. companies that sell those like wide brim, mm-hmm. really good sun hats. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. You see a lot of the local bros with like a flat bill. It's all like curved up and oh, the up style. <laughs> yeah, just take it and just curve it the other way around. <laughs> Starts breaking the stitches and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> man, everyone's got their hat style, man. That's, That's crazy. Right. Well, those ca- those uh, Hawaii boys, man, they got their own thing going on over there. Oh yeah, yeah I feel like they're nice. like our relatives though in a way like they do all the same like we they're the same yeah. like culture 
Yeah, they have like a really cool, rad, like unique lifestyle and kind of a wild thing that they do that's like not the normal yeah. uh, main states, Midwest, yeah. East Coast, South. Yeah. A lot of no. fishing and a yeah. lot of, we got invited to go on the access hunt, dude. I got, I talked to the homie again. Oh, really? And, uh, That's he was still telling fresh me, in his mind? Yeah, dude. And, and nice. he says he talked to his family. His family, you know, has a, a bunch of land out there that mm-hmm. they hunt on. And, um, I dude, it's like an eradication thing, I guess. That's like, I was like, well, what's mm-hmm. like the rules? I'm asking him like, what's the rules? How yeah. many can you get? He's like, dude, you can just get whatever. Yeah, it's like you they're have just to have like the hunter's ed. Yeah. Of course. I think it's pretty much the only stipulation and you got to buy a local license and um other than that I think you're ready to go and getting on somebody's property. Yeah, and I heard that meat is awesome. That's the thing mm-hmm. is getting on somebody's property. And yeah, that's that's, that's the is. key thing. That's what we got, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got the hook up on that, yeah. So I don't know how, how we'd squeeze that one and be like, "All right, honey, we're going to go to yep. Hawaii and we're going to vacation and I'll be gone for a couple of days." <laughs> <laughs> that one's going to be real hard for me. Yeah. Saying. I don't know. Just I haven't brought it up yet. Just the comments that I got tonight in preparations for the moose hunt before coming to the studio. She's like, another 10-day hunt, huh? I was like, it's nine. (laughs) 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 But all these were spaced out better, so I felt like it was it was a little bit easier. You know, sheep was like five or six, or Kennedy was like three days, four days. Sheep hunt was like four or five. Um, the hunt that I was going to talk about on this podcast, I think, was like five or six. Yeah. You know, this is back to back to back. Yeah, oh, they were golly. just they just rolled into each other, though. That yeah. was the thing. It was really kind of a blur. But um, let's yeah. get into that. Huh? Yeah, let's do it. No, I mean, uh, that was a really cool kind of a unique hunt that we got to do. Um, uh, my cousin and hunt, hunting partner, Phil. Dickinson out of Valdez, he uh, Dickinson? Dickinson. D-I-T? D-I-C-K. D-I-C-K. Dickinson. Dickinson? Dickinson. Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah. Old dirty dick Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I know Phil. I've heard about him for years and years and years and years. I've never never met him. Man, he's like, he's like, he's a phantom, dude. He's in and out, man. He's just like, Lives in Valdez, lives here, back and forth. You never know where he's at. Yeah. But I get him for every, you know, 10 days every September. When I see him, I just can give him a hug. <laughs> I feel Phil, like I know you. I know you, bud. That's what I did the other day. Well, like a week ago. No, I mean like a month ago. Uh, I met Brett finally for the first time. Oh, okay. Joe's yeah. homie Brett. Is yeah. she hunting partner? Yeah. Or hunting partner, period. We finally met each other and like shook each other's hands real firm and then yeah. like gave each other a hug. I was like, man, I feel like I know you. <laughs> I've been hearing about you for like two years and I finally get to meet you and Got to see their Rams and stuff, but it's funny. He's how a badass dude. Big time. Brett, yeah, he's yeah. a badass. Yeah, he's like setting the bar for badass hunter yeah. in Alaska. And I pretty much think he's killed something every time he's gone out. Yeah, he gets after. Year. Well, we yeah. were going to go on that deer hunt with Eric, me, and Brett, mm-hmm. and then the weather or something happened. And he I think he had a motor issue. That's right. That's right. And then he didn't end up going. Like when we went back again, he mm-hmm. didn't end up get a chance to go. And I was like, oh man, that was an opportunity to learn from this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's hardcore. Um, but yeah. So uh, Phil and I went north and um, had an opportunity on the antlerless moose hunt, which was cool. Um, he, he drew the antlerless he, moose. He drew the antlerless moose. And uh, that's the, early. When's that? That was August 15th okay. to August 31st. So it was about a two-week window, early season. 
Does that open again? If you didn't get one, does it open again in October? Nope. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's a it. different one. Yeah, that was uh, that was his his window for that hunt. Um, it was pretty cool um, because we got to go back into our area where um, we'd never been in there that early. Where you're about to go now? Where we're headed tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And so we thought, well, cool. Like we'll go up into camp. We'll set up. And get ready for September, and meanwhile, we'll hopefully come across a cow. I mean, we thought it was a good chance. There's a lot of moose in there. Honestly, we usually see more bulls than cows, but it's August. I'm thinking the bulls aren't going to be gathering and doing what they're doing. Yeah. Typically, they're still going to be probably solo doing their thing. Um, and, and you know, hopefully we'd see some cows running around. And uh, uh, great trip. Um Actually, you know what? They're backing up a little bit. It was a little bit of a a, a cluster, um, and it was a little bit of a. Uh, there was just like like it was so crunched with the end of that. I came back from that sheep hunt with Chad, mm-hmm. and basically had like three days to do the full re- turnaround. Re- yeah, and, and it wasn't that it was hard to do. It was just um, between trying to spend a day or two with the family and then. Getting what I thought was enough, you know, food and supplies together for what was going to be a seven day hunt. So, I mean, we still wanted to have our shit together and have all of our stuff. And, you know, we were taking, uh, you know, multiple pieces of equipment. So, you know, multiple trailers, a boat and the whole thing. And it was like, man, we got to really have our, have our gear together. And so I didn't want to forget anything. So I kind of was kind of scrambling around at the end. Um, we found out right the day before we were leaving um we had a tragedy with the family friends um uh some folks had passed and um uh that was kind of a kind of a punch in the gut in trying to get excited to go on a hunt you know yeah. to, to hear of a tragedy of uh, close family friends and um you know so we had kind of had to chew on that um we thought well we're still gonna go you know and and um that's what they want us to do anyway and so um, that was just kind of a somber thing. So it was just, you know, trying to like scramble, get ready, deal with that in your mind. And then, you know, finally got on the road and it was like mind cleared, hit the highway, beautiful drive uh, up to get to camp. Everything went really, really smooth as far as getting the equipment in. Um, you know, took our, our night before we go push in on the trail, had some beers had a nice dinner me and my cousin got to catch up we haven't really talked and like really had a chance to catch up much yeah so uh just a great kind of a mental set uh and a positive kind of start to everything and then you know next morning it was gorgeous um we hit the trail and feeling good and get up in there and the, the river washed the trail out oh no and we're like fuck like how far like, in like six miles and how far do you normally go about? Almost 30. Oh, no. Yeah. So not even close. Not even close. Like, not even, not even close. Not even, to like, even the hardest, worst crap of the trail. Yeah. Just the easy, what's usually the easy, quick, like, run through there and, you know, moving on. So, given that we had actually lost a day or two um, because of my sheep hunt and, you know, trying to, you know, gather myself, we kind of lost a day or two from that. And... um we thought, well, crap, you know, we don't have a lot of time. We we had, we spent about an hour or two kind of cutting the trail off and starting to kind of manicure a little bit of a start to what we thought would be a good way to cut the trail 
around and in and kind of do a temp trail or like just full blown like recut the whole thing. Well, we got going on it and we're like, well, goddamn, dude, we're gonna need like a couple two or three days. Yeah. Just to cut like this two, three hundred chainsaws yards of, and everything. Oh, everything. Yeah. And we only had one small chainsaw. I mean, my, my cousin's pretty badass with that chainsaw and he really knows how to cut right and safe and, and efficient. And um, so he was cutting and I'm throwing trees and he's bucking them up and I'm throwing them out of the way. And we're getting the gear through and got stuck. And there was guys that rerouted the trail the year before. So the river had done a number on the thing. And mm. um, anyway, we decided we're like, man, like we're better off just to just a bag going all the way up in and and then just go ahead and and go back and set up camp regroup and just maybe just hunt this area there's some meadows and stuff that we thought could produce a moose and um so we regrouped and rode back and that night we set up camp went for a ride ran into a cow off in the distance it's a great feel it was like oh there's some moose back in here cool weren't able to get a shot. weren't able to get set up. We kind of rousted it up, and it caught us off guard. We weren't really ready. We were just kind of scouting around. Uh, not really ready to take a moose anyway, so it was good. good sign. Went back uh, to camp that night. Had another really great evening, big fire. We had, at that point, we had stashed a bunch of firewood back yeah. at the trailhead because we figured we were going to have a night out. So here we have a bunch of dry stacked firewood, a cooler of beer we stashed and left back there. And we just went ahead and tore into that and just had another really fun night and thought, all right, we'll get up early the next morning and go hit those meadows. Yeah, we didn't really get up early. I think we got up at like <laughs> 10, you know, hurting, yeah. uh, licking our wounds, had coffee, finally had like brunch. You know, by the time we packed up the wheeler, it was like 2 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we only had to go like two miles. Let's just... Make, make the best of it and go back in there and set up shop and see what happens. And kind of not almost, not even really totally serious, but, you know, got what we needed to get it done and went in there. And, uh, yeah, we get back into this uh, meadow and really cool setup, super quiet. And uh, two hours later, three moose come running right into the meadow. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was quick. And it was a cow, a calf, and then another cow. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm like, all right, man, get ready, get ready. And uh, we're sitting there, and it was pretty cool to watch them because um, I'd never really seen a group of cows in their behavior in a while. Um, just mostly seen bulls where we hunt, and, and it's in late September. So it's yeah. just usually uh, bulls in the area. Um, yeah, throw out any... Uh bull calls no you know what actually phil <laughs> did i was like hey man go throw out a cow call like i don't know what what's gonna do what but... it's gonna do or if it you know might just if there's some cows out laying around in this meadow in the middle of the day when they do decide to get up maybe they'll just come over out of curiosity yeah like, what and, was that? yeah and it was the hour before that those moose came out that he called and so i don't know if it was really coincidence or helped or yeah but my my cousin's got a mean cow call too it's a little quieter but it's probably more realistic than, mm. than any um anyway so these three cows jump out and you could tell so it was like a big big mature cow and then a, a, a calf clearly a calf from this spring mm -hmm. you know they're they're still pretty small and then their other cow was like maybe two so it was like not a big mature one but it wasn't definitely not like calf size it was yeah you know probably i don't know 800 pounds somewhere in that range um and that cow was pissing off the other big mama cow 
she kept getting too close to her calf or something. And so she finally like started like kind of getting aggressive toward her. Yeah. Um, what I figured is that cause they were kind of like following the other one was following the two, the, the mom and the calf. I think she was just getting too close to her calf and mm. she was uncomfortable with it. So she finally shucks that cow out. She goes to the back of the meadow with her calf and that other cow just comes right 40 yards in front of us. Oh, perfect. stops. I, I think I sent you the video. Yeah. Bam. One shot wonder drops that thing. And I mean, I look at it and, and Phil's, he's not even wearing a camera. He's wearing like a Duke basketball shirt and like <laughs> you know he just like threw on whatever you know like i said we were like hunting but not like yeah full cam serious we just kind of threw on some gear i don't even know that i was wearing i think i might just wearing some hiking boots i didn't have like my knee highs or anything there wasn't any mud or water anywhere it was like super easy way so he drops this thing and we're like shit dude it's only like four o'clock like this is awesome <laughs> we're only like 30 minutes from the camp so yeah um, we went ahead and opened her up and ran back to camp, uh, get her cooling off, got her, got her cooling off, ran up back into camp and, and grabbed, uh, you know, some rain pants and our, our kill bags and, uh, saws all and everything and went back and basically just enjoyed a couple of beers and cleaned that moose and laughed and, you know, it was, it was not a big moose. So yeah. it was really easy. Not okay. Hold on. No moose is ever easy, but compared to a big mature moose, it was really uh, pleasant to yeah. handle a like hind quarter and shoulder that you can pick up by yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. And muscle around and you know, put in the bags and get it set up. So, yeah, long and short, man, we ended up getting that thing, you know, tagged, bag and hung by I think like seven o'clock that night, day two, and, yeah, day two. <laughs> and it was like, well, uh, I what do you want to do? He's like, well, let's let's have a good night and just see how we feel tomorrow. And you know, and we ended up, uh, I made us, um, oh, dude, I had that sheep tenderloin that I saved. Oh, yum. I seasoned it all up and uh, cooked it up with some potatoes and onions, man. Oh, dude, it was so good. It was so oh, bomb. Man. And he, is ne- he had never had sheep tenderloin. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I gave the other one to Chad. Okay. Yeah. Right? So I just had the one little, like, you know, sheep mm-hmm. tenderloin is not very big. Yeah. Um, for just the two of us, though, it, and it was quite a treat, you know what I mean? Because I like, was saving it for he and I for yeah, yeah. one of our dinners. It was just perfect celebratory meal, uh, some Moscow mules. You know, we, we had some cocktails instead oh, of beers nice. this time. Yeah. And, yeah, we just had a really good time, and uh, it, it started pissing rain that night really, really heavy. So we ended up calling it an early night and, and crashing the next morning. Um, we decided to just go ahead and pull out of there, and it was actually worked out really good because – it gave us like three extra days to kind of take our time coming out, get into town, hang the meat for a night, butcher it all up, get it to the processor. He still had a whole day to get back to Valdez and kind of reset before he had to go back to work. And then I had a full day extra before I had to go back to work, spend with the family and kind of have a, a day. So I ended up taking the, you know, we, we stopped. You got to remind the wife about that. <laughs> Hey, I she has a, sh- I she has a short memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, well, one cool thing that we did different, um, you know, we sw- we swung through Healy on our way back down, and uh, got us. Man, Fairbanks didn't have hotel rooms at all. Oh. When we come out, I'm like, man, you know, coming down from north, coming through Fairbanks, I'm like, there's not. I mean, I called like ten hotels. Nobody had a room. Not even like the three hundred dollar a night rooms i'm like damn what the hell there's a big influx of 
tourist mm. for the month of August in Alaska, which was awesome. Yeah. A bunch of boats came up, people came up, buses. I mean, just driving up there was awesome, man. All those tour bus lines were all running. Denali was running. Yeah. Healy was cracking. Um, Glitter Town, you know, the little spot off the Nanana, mm-hmm. uh, going through there with like the one stoplight. Yeah. And all the resorts and stuff was just packed to the walls. I mean, I'm Glitter like, Town? I, I, so folks in Fairbanks call it Glitter Town because it's like middle of nowhere and you go through there and it's all lit yeah. up. Yeah. And then you like go out of there and it's like Dark middle again. of nowhere again. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't remember. I just I had some Fairbanks friends. They call it Glitter Town. I'm yeah. like, I mean, it kind of fits. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we just made it uh, into Healy around like I think ten o'clock that night. The totem had a room. Actually, it reminds me, I need to get a room for us tomorrow night. Um, anyway, stopped in there. 49th was still open. Popped in there, had some beers, bullshit with some local mining boys. You know, told them about our hunt, and they're talking about their hunts they had coming up, and yeah. you know, just got to like chill, spend the night, and then we did the last push into town. You know, the four four hour drive, which was nice, kind of broke it up. We we're driving back in the middle of the night, which is really strenuous. If anybody's driven, moose everywhere, dude. Oh. I almost blasted one coming back from uh, from our from our hunt from our moose hunt. Oh my god, dude, this freaking thing, dude. And stuff when you got the trailer to slow down oh, yeah, fast. Yeah, you can't like oh, just just irk it. Yeah, um, and I I mean I'll do the night runs. I hate it though. I'm just so on like, yeah, you know, white knuckle and the whole time just like all I can think about is something running up off out of the shoulder. Yeah, and this thing yeah. jumped over the guardrail like it was like oh wow it was like nothing in guardrail and it just jumped over the guardrail and it was just in the road like immediately like oh, oh shit like normally you can see it you know what i'm saying coming from the distance because they've done a good job yeah. trimming back the brush on the highways yeah so you at least get a like a heads up or your headlight beams kind of go out so you can catch like a glimpse of a silhouette or yeah. eyes or something yeah but yeah a guardrail it's tight yeah i don't know why there was a guardrail there though Maybe a curve or something. Yeah, something. It yeah. just was like pop, right over the guardrail. I was like, oh, you know, full break off. Bind up. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man, we had the drive home was so gorgeous, man. Because it's it had rained that night, and so coming out of Healy and that area is so gorgeous. Yeah. Right there, coming out of the the Alaska Range. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, snow capped mountains, bluebird. Everything was kind of turning kind of red. Oh, man. I mean, you guys yeah. just ran up there right behind yeah. us. Yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful drive. Um, got through, you know, big, like, construction was crappy and then got back into town. But it was cool. We got home at, like, 4.30. So we had enough time to get everything completely unpacked. Moose hung up. You know, I think I sent him off at, like, I don't know, like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Me and the family went down to a restaurant, and there happened to be a fight. A, a boxing match and so it was loud and crazy so our kids can run around and so the wife yeah. and i could actually like hang out for a couple hours and do that whole thing and that never happens it's always like you get there and you got got to hang up the bloody nose right you got to get yeah. everything up and and then you just want to shower and you just want to lay down yeah. you know yeah. but i i felt full of juice because i slept at you had the a hotel yeah. and the whole thing and different experience from what i'm used to this the way we did it and the way yeah. it all went down and um Really exciting to come off a sheep hunt, got a ram. Three days later, go out with my cousin, harvested a moose. 
Yeah. Great trip. Me and him got to have some great conversation we haven't had in a long time. Almost We haven't done anything together in like almost 10 years, just the two of us. Okay. We used to go on vacations. He used to take me to NASCAR races. We used to do um, you know other hunts, just the two of us. So it's cool to like get together. You know, we're, we're 40 now. And, you know, we're not in our 20s and 30s and stuff. Like, we used to hang out all the time. It was just yeah. really cool for he and I to do that and connect. And um, just a great trip. And, uh, yeah, man, August was was good to me. August, uh, you know, to wrap up this little trilogy, Hot August Hunts uh, was really, really, was a good month. Really hot. Two thousand was hot. 2021 <laughs> was hot, baby. It was That's hot. Good. So um Well, hopefully it leads yeah. into, the, into the September. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to call. I'd say maybe wet September. Yeah. <laughs> Something wet, man, because that's all it's been. <laughs> yeah, it's been raining a lot. It hasn't been hot, that's for sure. Yeah. I've been seeing some people pulling some big moose, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, dude. Caleb sent me a picture of this guy. I guess he's a biologist or something. Shot one in the Kenai Mountains, allegedly, he mm-hmm. says. This thing's like 70, dude. Wow. With like one brow tine on each side. A crazy, weird, deformed, like. But yeah, I, I guy was up in Galena, got a sixty-eight. I'm like, oh man, it's like I nice. love seeing it, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I can't compete with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got me excited, man. I can't wait to get up uh, tomorrow, and I'll go to work for a couple hours, and get home, get packed up, and um, uh, get ready to rock and roll. And got a nine-day hunt, taking the Argos, and got all those loaded up, and. Nice. Uh, went shooting last weekend out of Gary's uh, for Labor Day. Eric and I got a couple hours of shooting in, so oh, perfect. Ended up with you know awesome groups and um, you know found some new ammunition for my rifle that uh, ended up shooting really good. So really good to just feel going into that. Got you know everything's set. Beer's even cold. Yeah, already. Perfect. I mean, it's like trucks full of gas. I mean, it's ready to rock, man. I, <laughs> I wish I wasn't going to work for a couple hours tomorrow, but I'll yeah. go do my due diligence. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, the next uh, few podcasts we got coming, we're going to go heavily into the moose hunting deal. Uh, I think we got at least three hunts to yeah. uh, talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for listening, guys. And uh, this was just a quick one we we're going to do in the middle of all our planned hunts. Yeah. Um, yeah. so more to come. Thanks for, make, thanks for making the time, man. Oh, of course, man. Yeah. I mean, I know it's been crazy for both of us and, um, you know, we wanted to stay consistent and, uh, you know, thanks for making it happen. Cause I mean, I've been running and gunning and you're like, Hey, I'm going to the studio tonight. I'm like, all right, I'll yeah, be there. I got to do Let's it. Let's do it. Gotta get yeah. It done. Yeah. So, and, uh, again, thanks to our listeners, uh, for bearing with us and, uh, being part of it. And this is our time of year and, uh, I hope you guys enjoy listening to this because this is, you know, one of our big passions in, in our Alaska lifestyles. So, yeah. Stay wild, Alaska. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com.
Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegados Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegadosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska. Built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machine under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. 